You Decipher podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of university life and unpack what it means to be a disciple on campus. Sister Mary Helen. And this is Alicia, not Father Nick Pierce. <laughs> just, yeah. just want to clarify, this is not Father Nick Pierce. It's Alicia from uh-huh. last week's episode. Welcome back, Alicia, a co-host of the You Just Have I a know. Podcast. That was a very quick promotion yeah. uh, from guest to host. In one week. But yeah, well I done. Um, but with us is Father Dom Murphy. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I um, uh, feel quite excited to be here with you both <laughs> and... Uh, uh, yeah, yes, uh, to tell a little bit about who I am. Please, yeah. uh, tell us. Well, I'm a Dominican friar, so a Dominican priest uh, who really loves talking to people. <laughs> Which that's is great. one of our jobs, <laughs> order of preachers. But mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm the order of chatter. Order of chatter, yeah. wow. But uh, uh, and I did have a uh, great love of university chaplaincy. So one of my favourite times in my life was as the university chaplain at Sydney Uni Yay. Uh, for six years. And then I did another three years with the ACU That's and right. uh, just uh, loved it. And so mm. meeting university students, making friends with them, talking about life, the universe, God. And everything. And cheese. <laughs> Love it. Was uh, one, of our great, one of the great joys of my life and still with me and yeah. many of those relationships have gone on. Yeah. So I understand... Part of this is we were going to talk about just yeah the, the hidden power thing. of cheese hidden yeah. power of yeah. cheese yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever met Father Dom you might have been asked a question about cheese <laughs> just riveting that's <laughs> no, good so I think I might how it came about was uh, so uh, this was a, a mingling question for when you're trying to break the ice with someone new and so picking something that you do love and I do love cheese very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the thing is, it's such an interesting thing. And if you say to someone, what's your favourite cheese? It's not asking them their political opinion or their religious orientation. You're simply saying about a common shared experience, Mm -hmm. which is a lovely thing, cheese, unless they're lactose intolerant. (laughs) But then I've I've adapted a vegan version of this question. Wow. Oh, well, you can – so you've just got to get creative and say, oh, I can believe – you can make cheese out of cashews. Yes, you can. No. There you go. <laughs> get all the variants and hard there cheese. So there's a lot to it, but you're just chatting away and people talk about cheese and then, mm-hmm. you know, it, so it's a, a lovely... Um, Conversation starter. Just a, a starter. Yeah, and, uh, and if you reach the next yeah. level, yeah, you can ask your second favourite cheese, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great question for us. What is your favourite cheese, Father? Uh, Castello Blue. It's Interesting. Danish. It's a great mix because it's mm. got the blue... Mm. And the creaminess mm. um, really goes great with red wine. <laughs> they <laughs> complement each other, yeah. yeah, and make each other taste better. So even if the red wine's not like top class, maybe mm-hmm. Aldi five dollar. Okay, um, <laughs> with the Castello Blue, you, you, okay. you're in business. It's wow, yum! Wow. So it, it can turn like a guni into a Shiraz. I'm, yeah, it, yeah that's, that's a big <laughs> call. I'd have to you'd have to do the research on that one. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly they they complement each other a bit like. 
like we can as friends, you know, if we're bringing out the best in each other. Beautiful. Lovely. Well, stay tuned for more about the hidden power of cheese. You're listening to the You Disciple podcast, where we put the you in disciple. Yes, there's no you in disciple, but we're over that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, Father Dom is a Dominican. His name is Dominic. Grew up on. Well, that's I lived. Um, my father grew up in Dominic Street in Camwell, next to Saint Dominic's, run by the Dominicans. And then <laughs> I grew up in Box Hill North, uh, and but I always went to visit Grandpa's house. So I yeah. always thought that was Dominic Street was my street, and Saint Dominic's. Well, that was my church. Yeah. But anyway, then when Grandpa died, uh, he left the house to Dad's sister who then let all the, the seven of us stay there for a year rent-free. Oh, nice. And in 1988 to 1990, I lived there with my brother in Dominic Street, going to – I used to hear the bell go for uh, mass at St Dom's. <laughs> so I was a trained nurse. I'd right. come home off an early shift, knock off at 3.30, get home. The bell would go, I'd go, oh, yeah, I might go up to mass. So I, went, I started going to mass on a weekday sometimes. And then the friars – they were there and then they saw this young guy coming randomly to daily mass and they said, hello, 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 we might have a bit of a vocation here. <laughs> and they started to make friends with me, which was great. Well, I was so open to being friendly with them. And, uh, yeah, so that became a bit of a fun thing that I was mm-hmm. Dominic who lived in Dominic Street who went to St Dominic's and joined oh. the Dominicans. So. It's pretty good. <laughs> the <Yeah>. trifecta. <laughs> <was a> <laughs> yeah. No good. So we're chatting today about... Well, we're talking about all sorts of things, but really we're just chatting about chatting. Yes. And how, uh, yeah, like we are being sent out as the leaven <coughs> in Melbourne. Melbourne's a beautiful place. You're here. You're actually based here, but you don't live here very often. Is that yes. true? I just moved back. I was up in Sydney. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just moved back to St. Dom's. Happy to yeah. have you back, Melbourne yeah. people. Oh. Everyone's <laughs> coming back home. Yeah. I'll tell you something that, that was a bit of a shock to me because I've been six years in Sydney. Um, I did think... It was a, a kind of sadness in Melbourne that I hadn't sensed before. Mm. No, we do wear more black than any other city apparently in Australia. Yeah, of course. But that's because black's good because when the sun gets on it, warms you up. You know how it's cold in Melbourne? Yeah, it's always And cold, black yeah. is a bit slimming, I believe. Someone <laughs> told me that. <laughs> We're sitting all in white. Like <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both wearing white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was just a little thing. And being on the train too, um, mm-hmm. I, I thought, uh, yeah, you just – some there were some people with great needs. Probably I thought two of them were ice addicts, and another one uh, just you know talking very loudly. And probably obviously got some mental health things. And mm. I it was just very I thought, oh dear old Melbourne, my beloved city, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, need some love. Yeah, I was feeling a little um, golly. How do I shine Jesus' love on them? Yeah. You know, it, just in a just a little way, you know, like mm-hmm. just that little greeting or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what we're talking about today. Of yeah. of that, of we have incredible gift, and we don't really understand the gift that we have. I think yeah. sometimes because we we tend to sort of huddle together. Yeah, uh, sometimes, so especially we have a beautiful yeah. place at John Paul II House, mm-hmm. which is a great place to yep. build community. So uni uni students are at least having some community experience because yeah. great. It's possible, right, Alicia, mm. to just do your degree online and it hardly is. show up. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely an option for me, but 
like just going to JP Treehouse, it's really nice, really encouraging mm-hmm. um, to see people of the faith, people like me. Um, but that being said, I do still in, like I want to strike a good balance between going to JP2 and spending time on campus because I think sometimes spending too much time with Catholics or like-minded people can become a bit of an echo chamber, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and we all have very strong beliefs and, you know, sometimes you can get so obstinate that like you go back into the real world and then you end up scaring people away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's it was a huge coming out of COVID times. Yeah. The JP2 house has been a great place to just have community at all, mm. which we were all craving and didn't have. Um, but then there's also the mission of, yeah, there's a whole world out there. There's a whole yeah. Melbourne out there that needs some love and some mm. light and the joy of Christ. Yeah. So how do we do that? Yeah, where does, where does doing that come from? Mm-hmm. Is JB2, forgive me, is JB2 a bit like, you know that TV show Cheers? Did you ever watch that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've never seen <laughs> that. Oh, okay, forgive me. I'm just dating myself. <laughs> but it was a bar. And right. everyone it had this lovely jingle, you want to yep. be there. Everyone, everyone knows, knows your name. Everyone knows your name. And when you walked in, they start the show each time. Every time you walk into um, Cheers, they go, hey, Norm, hey, you know. So when you go in the JP2, hey, Lee, Sharon, <laughs> like little Cheers thing. But Yeah, probably. A yeah, uh, little bit like that. That's, that's so good. It was what we had a, in Sydney, we had the JP2 as well. Oh, that's great. The exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Had couches yeah. that we used to sleep on and. <laughs> um, pool tables and many deep topics were discussed yeah. but yeah I think you're right it's there to help you because we have a an enrichment of reality mm. to bring we have the fullness of yeah. reality yeah. Uh, and you know, when you, so you've got the secular uni that might present ideas that are well, sometimes quite anti-religious mm-hmm. um, a- even unnecessarily you yep. know, or, and it's good to have that chance to <laughs> the haven but also we have a light to shed on them. Absolutely, yeah. A joy that we want to share. Mm. And yeah. how do we do that? I think we invited Father Don because he he's a bit of an expert in this. <laughs> 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 of of how do you shine a light without blinding people? But yeah. you know, how do you gently um, just brighten. engage yeah. in in conversation with mm. people who you've never met before? Yeah. So I don't know, maybe you have some tips or thoughts or where does that come from, <laughs> this drive in you, that you're yeah. a bit contagious? Yeah, I think everyone wants to be my friend. They just don't know it till they've <laughs> met me. I love, you're so <laughs> self-aware. I just love it, Father. <laughs> but I, I mean it in a kind of fun way. It sort of I, it was a bumper sticker that oh, I saw. Wow. It said, you know, um, improve your image, be seen with me. Now, that's not the one <laughs> I meant for me. But I thought, in fact, I really... I love to make people laugh to share their life and, uh, you know, that's a glorious thing. And everyone's got a story to tell yeah. and I'm so confident just a matter – so it, empathy, mm. number one, empathy. You, you don't have an axe to grind. This is just – the person before you is a unique child of God. Mm. It doesn't matter where they are, what they do, who, who they believe in, they are that. And we can connect. Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, I really – I mean it. They do want to be my friend once they get to know yeah. me. And it's not an egotistical thing. It's just because we're longing for connection. Mm-hmm. I think I was saying when we were chatting before, like we're made for communion, mm-hmm. like deep interpersonal. Because yeah. that's when you really – there's self-discovery in knowing the other, yeah. the other person. I mean the ultimate other is God, but the just that beautiful engagement. Oh, I met this person and y- we got chatting. Mm. Yeah. And – probably heard this one <laughs> if they're talking more than you you're doing it right yeah. that's a good thought yeah, yeah. I like that 
So yeah, yeah, and just what they're interested in, and it might be something you've never been interested in before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you listen to their tone of voice, <laughs> like you know, like slightly Aspergy people when they get <laughs> on things, you know, they'll go forever. Yeah. But if you really listen, it can be quite fascinating. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the different types of glues that you need when you're building a matchbox <laughs> model. <laughs> so true. Yeah, and you guys, yeah. you go, does that one? No, this one doesn't work. <laughs> the de- but witnessing the delight of someone showing interest in something they like, hey, yeah. oh wow, yeah. So yeah. they, and then that that can go, have yeah. a lovely organic flow to it. Yeah, yeah. But Bailey, uh, getting someone on their topic, yeah. yeah, that they love, you know, it makes such a difference when, like, I think I travel on a lot of public transport. And I actually probably do more work on the public transport than I do when I get to the office. But it's a lot of just those little interactions. But you also because we're not the people sitting there looking at down at our phones. Mm-hmm. So we're up looking at people. Yep. And um, it makes a huge difference when someone breaks through that silent wall of indifference that we mm-hmm. tend to kind of walk past each other in. Yep. And this morning it happened to me the other way. A, a lady was waiting. I was trying to get the elevator and she held it for me. Get, I get on and she says, the world just needs a little kindness. You know, like 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds. I've got 30 seconds for you and, you know, blah, blah, blah. She went oh, on and it was, so sweet. I thought, gee, you know, yeah. that made a difference to my day. Just this, she broke through that wall. Mm. It's kind of, you know, isn't that acting thing where you broke through the, yeah, whatever wall that is that you're the not supposed wall? to break through? Yeah. yeah the the wall. Wall. <laughs> the I never wall, was yeah. an actor. But, <laughs> but, yeah, there's something about that yeah. in a normal day that it, it makes a ba- massive yeah. difference if you can just, step through that pretend shield that we have yeah. against each other yeah there's something about having like t- make making conversation with strangers I remember this one time on the train because I like to read a book I think I've been going through this phase like this my grandma phase where I don't like going on my phone on public transport yeah I feel like it was a bit jarring to call it a grandma phase <laughs> but no I, yeah I'm really liking it and then this other lady sitting next to me was also reading a book and I was like, oh, I may as well start a conversation. Yeah. So we're talking about the books that we're reading. And then she ends up talking smack about all the youth. And she's like, yeah, they're just always on their screens. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you joined the other yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> That's me yesterday. I'm an ally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I think as Catholics or as bit like being a university student, that's an important component of our vocation, like being in the world. I think God really willed for us to be in this era, like us being born in like us being in 2023 isn't a coincidence he wants us to be with the people around us in this world in the very circumstances that we are in Mm. um so we have a role to really take this with love and like you said just hear people's stories yeah so yeah and making sure the key is that Mm. they know and let it it must be genuine it's not Mm. not a technique i mean i I quite i've done it many times but i'm thinking i want to know this person and I know that they want to know me because we're made for that. So that's mm. something. Mm. And this is a wonderful little mystery here of the person going to unfold mm. if I just listen properly or give them enough cues or show them show them that I'm listening mm. and then somehow reflect back to them that I'm listening. So I'm not doing – not like a salesman doing a, a sequence of a <laughs> pitch, you know. Oh, yeah. no, it's yeah, not a no. script. Mm-mm. It's a – oh, yeah. It's a, but just that, oh, what do they really love or, or yeah. what's something that they get excited about or – Oh, it, it, don't miss the obvious. If someone looks tired, mm. you can say, do you look really tired? Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's something like that. Or yeah. they tell a sad story, you just empathise with them. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, 
someone's really listening. Yeah. yeah. I might tell them more because they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it helps. It really yeah. helps. And yeah. I think that's why when this whole loving, like love, I've been reading with a little reading group. We're just going back through Benedict XVI's encyclicals and we're doing The God is Love. And last night it was just talking about how, how do you even know what love is? Like the Christian message reveals what love is and what we're made for. But but that we need to run into that, you know, to, we need to discover that. So if we, we gaze on the Lord all the time and especially in the Eucharist, like we have, you know, access to love himself. Um, but the person on the street who maybe doesn't have that, where they're going to find it through us, what what actual love is. Mm-hmm. And he talks about being able to give that look of love. Everybody is desiring a look of love. And I find a lot of even, um, yeah, interactions on the train, you're not actually saying anything. It's just the way that you look at someone. Or I don't know for you in the, in the priory, but I know in the convent, you know, um, when someone comes home, do your eyes, do you, do you welcome them home? Is this the place where you want to, where people want to be, you know, in our own homes. Like, yeah. do you, the way someone even just looks at you, if you're full of love for them, it, you feel it. You yeah. feel like you belong. We need that. Yeah. Anyway, don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I like, <laughs> if I had, I like yeah. that, yeah. But if I had a hot tip for, um, yep. if say, non-confrontational yep. um, <laughs> engagement chat. Yes. 101. Uh-huh. Okay. Here we are. Lessons. Universal human experiences. Yeah. Mm. Food. Food. Music. Mm-hmm. Um, movies. Mm. Yes. And if you like me, because I love, I love to ask the people, dance, are you a good dancer? Well, you do you dance. Do. You torn up quite a I few do, floors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I'm a little bit retired now. But have you? Well, I'm sti- Did you have I an broke injury? my leg, I've had to go. Oh, that's had to oh, no. I can't do the pirouette off the mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> Because you celebrated probably more weddings in the last few, <laughs> few years. Than yeah, no, they were a bit of, they were, yeah, it's good. not so many of late. Yeah, but I do I like I don't know, something about it. Well, I was a little kid and, and the family used to put on Zorba the Greek. <laughs> I was three. And that was my, you know, was big families. Yeah, yeah, big families do concerts for visitors. Yes. That was my item. You did that. For put that on. <laughs> and par- I, apparently I was very intensely concentrating and it was very funny. I can imagine. But I can remember, because I'll be trying to move, you know, it gets faster and faster. Yes, and apparently I'll trying to make it happen. Li- it's a little bit funny to watch this little kid dance to the, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, but yeah. it was an early thing. What's your favourite song to dance to? Oh, ooh. He does kind of dag dancing there. So like oh, yeah. really? That was so fun. Dear <laughs> friend of mine, we um, at a ski club, mm. like not a ski, no, surfing club. No, don't ski clubs in Australia, do they? No, uh, not many. Uh, that was, and um, <laughs> 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 he's, oh, he's just the funniest bloke. And um, we were just deliberately danced out of sequence with the music, like, okay. like really uncoordinated, deliberately. Yeah, and we called it dag dancing, and it was so liberating because <laughs> anybody can do that, you know. Yeah, and um, and it was so funny. There was other people who just thought it was so funny they joined in. Mm. They were all sort of dancing like like very uncoordinated people. <laughs> it was just fun, it was like good, good sharing for life. life and mm. and um, yeah. Later in the night, they gave their heart to Jesus. No, not quite. No, I no. wish <laughs> that, that happened. But look, you start start with the joy yeah. of life. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, what a fun person! This person's really good. You know they. They're full of joy and actually interested in me, and, and mm. as, as we are, as our brother yeah. and sister. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's so true. I was thinking one time I remember sitting with you just chatting about 
Because what you're 25 years a priest this year. Yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, that's a long time yeah. in the service. <laughs> I'm not even 25. <laughs> right. God, wow. God, yeah, it's all heavier. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but in that time, I remember talking to you, I don't know, maybe it was your 20th, and, uh, and we were asking, you know, what are your, um, what have you enjoyed? Like, what, what has it been? What are your memories? And you yeah. just made a comment of, I'm just so grateful for all of the people that God has brought into my life in that time. And I was struck by that because I still remember that. And that's, you know, small comment, but it, it was deep, you know. Yeah, but I don't know if you had... Yeah, like standout memories of yeah. of people that just because you're out there in the mission, God brings into your life. Yeah, I think like being a priest and uh, you part of people's lives at the very best of times and the very worst of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and but you always you're please God. I think bringing help and comfort or just sharing the joy. Mm. Like probably my favourite would be baptism parties. I think they're the best. <laughs> yeah. How so? Oh, they're just so chill, you know. Oh, yeah. Everyone's happy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the baby's sleeping and, <laughs> and uh, you know, yeah. it's just a happy thing. Mm. Yeah. Whereas a uh, wedding's a little bit more intense. That's you true, know? Yeah. yeah. I always feel I have to use the Valium voice to keep them calm. Do you leave them No, I don't use that at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah. This uh, and you, I think it's to Mary Helen. One of the things for me vocationally, you'd share this most important moment with someone. Might be a confession, might be anointing. You know, they're on their way to God, and you're there, and you kind of you say to yourself, "Maybe I was ordained for this day in this person's life." Mm. You know, and and we'll see him in heaven, and uh, really very affirming in the. Mm. The life and uh, so that, yeah, that's it's been a joy in the life. Mm-hmm. Bits of it that I'm not good at, but um, admin, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> but the other bits, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. where he's taking me this journey, a journey of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. okay. love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking also of um, I don't know why it came to my mind. I was talking to some students the other day about. Well, I was talking about St. Dominic because I love him. Um, but I was sharing how, you know, wherever he went or like Jordan, the guy who came right yeah. after him. I love Blessed Jordan. I nearly wanted that name actually. It was on my little list. Uh, just because he just, you could tell where he'd been by, he had an impact wherever he was. And I think also standout person like that would be Mother Teresa. And I know you had some experience with her. Yes. Right? But were you around when she was actually in the building? Uh, and and is that something you sort of witnessed that, like, you could sort of tell where she'd gone by the impact or in a way, a little way? I spent nine weeks mm-hmm. uh, in Calcutta back right. in 1990, December through to February of that that year. And, uh, yeah, look, she had a, a glow. Mm. Uh, so the first time... I saw her because the mother house, we were, I worked volunteer at a place called Caligat, which was for the house for the dying and the destitute. Mm. That was the first one she opened, fact, where she just, they'd pick up people off the street, mm. bring them in, wash them, feed them, and a lot of them would die, but they'd die in a bed mm. with someone around them and, and, and washed and looked after. They always buried them according to their right and everything. It was very respectful of their, their religion of origin. But um, it was Christmas Day mm. and... Calcutta, the traffic's pretty bad. <laughs> and 
Mother Teresa, I say, she was late for mass. That was so good. Yeah. yeah. She was late. <laughs> we started without her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. She came. Because <laughs> it was getting on. Mm-hmm. And then she came. We had mass with Mother Teresa. It was, was great. And then uh, she went around and greeted all the people. It was just so lovely to watch her. The people all knew who she was and they'd look up from their bed and they just, the, the face was beautiful. And she came and I was, I was we fed them after after mass mm. and it was just rice and curry and a, a spoon and a bowl, right? rice and curry. And I'm feeding this man and Mother Tree's woman and she stops in front of me and she motions, give me the bowl. Oh, Mother, give the bowl. <laughs> anyway, she takes a spoon and mixes the curry goes, you must mix it, and gave it back to me. That was my big moment with my children. <laughs> wow. You know, I'll tell you, that guy got the best mixed curry from then on. Perfect. <laughs> 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 but yeah. ladies, she would come and give us a couple of talks uh, for the, the white volunteers, <laughs> European volunteers, right. as we were. Because uh, there were Indian volunteers as well, people from – but they, we – about 60 of us. We weren't a totally not organised group, just <laughs> happened to be there. Yeah. And she gave us this wonderful talk up on the rooftop of Kaligat. And uh, she kind of just, that was the, I thought she had eyes that kind of glowed. In the, When you looked in her eyes, there was a glow. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's tiny, like five foot or less. Yep. <laughs> big hands and big feet. I hope people don't mind me saying that, but they were big. <laughs> and I knew that because one of the customs was, to touch her feet and put it to your head. It was a re- oh, Indian yeah. respect thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did that too because everyone was doing it. You know. But she never wanted that. And yeah. But very earthy. You know, yeah. She talked oh. about not wasting stuff um, mm-hmm. when they started the order. And But the, the thing that stayed in my mind most, she held up her hand. And said, I believe she did this many times. And she said, I want – basically, I want you to love these people you're serving. Mm-hmm. And when you touch them – them with your hand and serve them and she pointed to each finger uh, with these words you did it to me mm. with wow. this hand you are the broken body of christ you're reaching yeah. out to mm. so that was that was a big one yeah. um mm. i remember that written straight into my heart because at that time i hadn't been really entering into it fully yeah mm. i'd been holding back you know mm-hmm. being nice and friendly but i wasn't letting myself love them mm. Yeah, I'd held back a bit, so wow. it really yeah. took me. Yeah, from that story, I can tell that Mother Teresa, though having never met her, um, she's just overflowing with like love for God, and I think that's where everything begins mm-hmm. when it comes to knowing how to love others. It needs to first come from this intimate relationship with God, um, and like Saint Jose Maria Escriva says, the same thing. Like, you'll know if someone has interior life if they just overflow with joy mm-hmm. and love towards others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like I think our charity towards others should simply be an extension of this love that we have for God. Yeah. 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 Sister? Oh, yeah. Well, I've got two thoughts. One <laughs> is um, that, Dominic, I, there was a thought I've been pondering recently in a book. It was talking about how Dominic had what he called a contemplative wound, that he, he in experiencing God's love for him in prayer, he would also experience God's love for others, and he would he would um, feel their pain with them and cry out. Really, he was probably hard to live with. <laughs> Most saints are, uh, but just crying out with the the pain of um, 
the needs of the people around him. And I think that's kind of part of this, it, that freed him up. And so then when he was out with the people, it was very natural. You can't imagine him wondering, now, I wonder what I'll talk to this person about. It just sort of flowed like yeah. that. Um, and it also reminds me of the reading today. I was very struck by the first reading Mass today because it was saying from Corinthians, that one of uh, it's not ourselves we're preaching, but Christ Jesus as Lord, ourselves as your servants. Um Wait, I did the wrong part. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, okay. That we with our unveiled faces reflect like mirrors the brightness of the Lord. and We all grow brighter and brighter as we are turned into the image that we reflect. Mm. I love this, this, this radiating, this glow mm. comes from, like we, we are looking at God in prayer and then we're able with God to look on the others. And so that freedom of, I don't need to figure out how to do it or what to say, but if I actually love the people and I take and I look with God's love on the people, um, I'm, I'm free. Yeah. You know, there's that free overflow. Yeah. And I think there's a common mistake that happens with young Catholics, and I myself have done this, where I think that I'm doing myself good by just only spending time with Catholics. Yeah. Um, but then, like to the point where I'm neglecting the friendships that God has gifted me. And I remember like a priest once said to me, you could be the only um, like presence of Christ that that person has in their life. Yeah. Like, what, like, what are you going to do? Like you can't simply abandon them. And then I was like, oh, you're so right. And then I realized that when I spend time with the Catholics, it was mainly myself I was thinking about. It was mm. like, no, I'm just like doing it for me. Like that's all. Um, and it just becomes very self-centered. Mm. But yeah, we need to be serving other people through love and through conversation. Like you said, Father. So good. Oh, do we? Wait, one second. <laughs> this is the You Disciple podcast. For more information on what's happening on a campus near you, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org. Well, Father Dom, it's been a pleasure. Oh, a great pleasure. Thank <laughs> you for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Yeah. Any final words? Yes. So when you've had a good a little encounter with someone mm-hmm. um, and then you're introducing him to someone else, just say to him, oh, come and meet my latest best friend. Oh, nice. That's it's nice. just for fun. I mean, it's over the top, of course, exaggerating, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they get a giggle. Yeah, that laugh, makes a round laugh. Yeah. Well, you never know. It could be best friends. Could so be. So you never know. <laughs> It's nice. all very casual and non-intimidating yeah. and friendly. Yeah, yeah no, fun. Duly noted. Thank you, Father. And yeah. any final tips for, like, university students? Um, uni can be very lonely. Mm. So if you reach out to people, um, chances are they'll go, oh, wow, someone spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they're kind of grateful, you know. And just earthy stuff. You don't have to go full metal jacket Religious stuff, <laughs> yeah. Just so connect true. at the level of a human person, yeah. and then and then you start telling a story, and, and it'll flow, mm-hmm. and mm. eventually they'll say, "What makes you who you are?" So, oh, well. mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you, Father. I'll take that with me, um, Sister Mary Helen. I think you should end it. I don't want to overstep my life <laughs> as substitute host. Sister, you've done really well. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh my gosh. I end with a um, one quote that's a recent favourite ours. It's actually interesting. And she says, in heaven there are no indifferent glances. And I love that as a, a little challenge for for us. Um, 
that that we would break out, break that wall of indifference and not have any indifferent glances. So mm. people on the train, people coming home to your house, people in your lectures. Yeah. Um, we're not indifferent. We love them. So, amen. Amen. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to class, thanks for listening to this week's You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe, and we hope to see you on and around campus. The Disciple Podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.